My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, July 13th, 2023, and this is episode 461 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. That's another Coffee with Brian Thursday morning, Thursday, Thursday, coming to you from, I think it's just outside Monroe, South Dakota, from Uncle B's camp, ground, and hip camp, farm, and hip farm, and camp ground where's the sticker uncle b's farm and campground uh we farm and hip camp back and forth back and forth i've seen it both ways but uh uncle b's place is fantastic here we're really enjoying our stay um great great hip camp what a ideal um setup and um the way it's being run uh the host is fantastic and uh, i've really enjoyed staying here so far we got another couple days uh, probably going to get a good tour of the place and uh, get a video put together, but definitely a review and a blog post and everything. Man, um, Brian here at Uncle B's has it uh, has it figured out for sure. So, and what a great great uh, story with uh, kind of battling with the zoning commission and all sorts of stuff and getting his stuff, getting to do what he wants to do with his property and figuring out how to do it. So it's fantastic, and I am. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here and uh, got got some things to talk about today, what we're doing today, and hopefully everything goes smooth and we can get back and enjoy the rest of our um, the rest of our couple days here and then onward across the state to uh, stay in a gravel pit for a few days uh, over in western South Dakota before we move on and head on back towards Tennessee and uh, and spend some more time there. So. Let's see who's joined us this morning in the audience. We got, uh, let's see, Gingerbread Farms and Pip in early as always. Those boys are up early and moving every day. Pip says he's escaped the warehouse for a day or two. Uh, I about that. Gingerbread asked him how was going on. And Pip's not sure, but he's running as fast as he can. Backwoods Butcher, good morning. Uh, drank all his coffee before the show, and now he's making a second press. So look out. Don't pick a fight with the Backwoods Butcher today. He will be highly caffeinated. Sorry about the earthquake screen, guys. I'm still in travel mode here, and uh, my camera, everything's all bouncy and uh, weird. I got to get stuff, some stuff figured out with uh, if we're going to be traveling more, but... I think uh, we're going to end up hand, heading back to Tennessee and sitting down for a little bit, so that might be a, uh, a non-issue. Uh, Blakesley Acres, good morning. How we doing? And uh, Philippine Nomad hanging out this evening over in the Philippines. How we doing, Mike? How we doing? Hey, Mike, did you ever get uh, – I think I asked you. You got your baby Walter shirt, right, in your box from your sister? Or did she snag that on the way over? <laughs> I can't remember if I ever asked you. Uh, if you ever got it, if you're repping old baby Walter over there on the islands. Yeah. What's uh, what's in the cup today? We got a little Ethiopian Peruvian light that I've been uh, sipping on this week. It is fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to get uh, C4 order here pretty soon here. Sometime uh, beginning of next week, we're, uh, we're testing out our, our uh, mailbox, our mailbox company. 
our mailbox facility uh, in South Dakota that we have as our permanent address. And this will be the first parcel that's been shipped there. I uh, I haven't really been keeping a, a very keen eye on our mailbox because um, we have nothing of importance that has that address as our uh, as our mailing address. So shouldn't be anything going there. Um, if anything is, it's somebody that scammed off a, a address and put it on a spam list. So I'll just dispose of it when we go. But uh, first time intentionally sending something to our new address. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. And head over there uh, beginning of next week. Got to take care of some... Uh, <coughs> Uh, oh, okay. Got to check on some, uh, got to work on getting our vehicle stuff done. Our vehicle registrations changed over to uh, South Dakota, um, over there in the same County as our address. So there we go. There we go. License should be today. Anyway, anyway, Mike says he hasn't checked about the tea lately. He's still waiting for the box to fill up. He's got this really cool, uh, cool system set up where he sends uh, stuff that he wants shipped over to him in the Philippines to his sister in, uh, I believe, California. She fills up a box for him, and when it's full, ships it once at a time, uh, and it saves, it saves. So, hey, way to work around it, Mike. Way to work around it. Well, let's uh, let's start off with that perfect cup question today and then roll into the history. Pip says the history is a good one. Um, I didn't even scan it. We've uh, we've been spending time uh, outside and um, hanging out here at the campground and didn't um, haven't really done a ton of um, show stuff during the day. It's uh, the bare minimum. I, uh, I kind of put that out there before we left and, and spending the majority of the time with Corey on an actual uh, semi-vacation, I guess. So anyway, let's uh, let's get to that perfect cup question and then we will move on with the show. All right, it's time for the 119th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel. That's t.me slash lots feed, t.me slash lots feed. You can also find it around my other social media posts. Uh, I post it out daily, Sunday through Thursday in the mid-morning time uh, for the next day. The question is posted on, like I said, at the Telegram channel. Also also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, LinkedIn, and Noster. Noster gets you uh, Noster gets you the most likely chance of getting uh, me to notice the answer because I will actually get a notification. The other ones, hit or miss, hit or miss. Might get them a couple days late. But if you want to weigh in with an answer to the question and get it included in the following day's show, head on over there. Easiest way, like I said, t.me slash lots feed. Perfect cup question of the day today is what unnecessary products or services do you consider necessary? And uh, as I was talking to Corey about it this morning, I think a, a better way of wording that was probably what uh, what luxury items do you feel are necessary? Wording was kind of wonky, but uh, it is not uh, it was not my question. I found it. I found it. Um, found it on a list like most of these and thought it was a good one to ask. Let's get to the answers. <coughs> Try to lead off with mine every day since Corey called me out for not answering the question every day and only relying on the listeners. So 
here we go. My uh, my unnecessary items or products or my unnecessary products or services that I find necessary, like most of us in the audience that uh, that answered uh, or the large majority coffee and not just any coffee. I I mean, I can't drink. I can if I have to, if I need caffeine and I probably would probably just probably use it to stave off um like caffeine headache but uh premium air roasted coffee is one of mine and the other one that i threw out there because coffee was pretty generic and uh and a no-brainer answer was um, a high-end cell phone i i um i know it's not necessary i do find the functionality and everything even if it is in my head and a placebo effect um buying a, a higher end name brand phone that uh just works for me i i pick i pick um I pick Samsung. I'm a Samsung guy, but uh, yeah, I know the I know the other ones off brands and uh, and lower price models work just fine. But for some reason, that's just in my head that uh, that works better for me. Does it or not? I don't know. It doesn't matter at this point. Backwoods butcher. No, I don't drink Folgers. I don't own Folgers, and if I had to, I might um, I might might drink it again. Chris Dixon weighed in and said lawn maintenance and glassware. Glassware is interesting. I uh, I used to collect glassware when I was bartending. Uh, not really uh, conducive for apartment living or moving around or being a single guy when you're uh, when you're that age. So that collection didn't last very long. But I had some really cool glassware. Um, yeah, I like it. I like glassware. Lawn maintenance is what it is. I didn't I didn't really take care of the lawn and didn't want to, so there was no point in it. Uh, James, James over gingerbread farm says, uh, the lots project podcast. Thanks. Uh, Josh, Josh says, uh, the renegade butcher said snobby coffee, dude, it's not snobby coffee. It's just enjoying the finer things in life <laughs> and not drinking acid water with charcoal in it. Um, Joseph over at Blakesley acres said internet. I, I mean, yes, I guess. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, it was a pretty big necessity for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Canadian Farmstead says coffee. Coffee. Uh, Aaron says, trying not to think about stuff like this, currently going through a stuff purge. Yeah, it was um, it was a weird question to throw out there because I, you know, we had just gone through several several purges one i mean i guess culminating in one huge um change and taking off in uh in the rv with everything we own but purging from barns and barns and barns of stuff you really realize what is necessary and what isn't and then you do get to pick some comfort items you do get to pick the things that make you happy that aren't necessarily necessary and I think we we picked um, we picked a lot of those things. And as we've been on the road for the last nine months, have really parred them down and uh, and got rid of a lot of stuff. Every time we pack the truck up after we're sitting, it gets easier to pack. It gets it gets less full in the back of the truck. It gets less full under in the garage of the camper. It gets less full inside. So. I think that's a good sign. I think that's a sign that we've realized that we overpack, that we um, we had a lot of things that just didn't make sense. So 
Um, Canadian Farm says, says he's been considering doing a week or two off coffee. If you do a week or two, just stop drinking it all together, man. There's no point in going back uh, once you get through the, the, the addiction, the caffeine chemical addiction. Just stop and uh, maybe go to tea. Corey drinks tea every morning instead, and it's way cheaper. I can give you a recommendation on the tea if you want. Uh, Micah says the raw milk, clean, quote unquote, clean milk or clean meat, excuse me, healthy fats, ferments, nutrient dense eggs, direct sunshine, fresh air, rich soil and dogs to protect the garden and livestock. Also, those dogs must alert me to animals and human threats or just if the pigs get out. Um, dude, I don't think any of those are, uh, unnecessary, really. I think society is, uh, a society is probably conditioned us to feel that those things are not necessary. Um, big ag, big pharma, and all the folks have, uh, decided that all those nutrient related things that you put out there probably aren't the best for us because then how would they take care of us? Yeah, man, you got it. You got it figured out. Those are all necessary. Rock on. Scrambling says fish tickets. Um, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> Blueberry. Blueberry says Blueberry Texas says restaurants. I thought that was a good one. Um, restaurants are a um, are one of those uh, definitely luxury items. Ginger, uh, gingerbread farms in the comments says tea has more caffeine mm, not always not always depends on what tea you drink man and uh let's see restaurants are a great answer blueberry i uh, i like that one clark uh weighed in with a few he said quality toilet paper i agree i agree you can wipe your ass with anything um but some things work better and some things just feel better and I'll tell you, there are some things that feel better and also work great in our composting toilet as opposed to other premium quality brands. Clark also said alcoholic beverages and coffee. Alcoholic beverages are a, uh, unless you have um, some sort of disease, it is definitely a optional item, I would say. Pip says refrigeration. He's going in the Wayback Machine to before refrigeration. Uh, he's had some things bow out on him. Uh, air conditioning, refrigeration. <laughs> he's had a he's had a rough go of it for a little bit here. Uh, Golden Crickets uh, made me think when she said a washing machine and disposable wipes, and then I said she's got a little she's got some little ones running around there, and I think in that scenario you want one or both for sure. For sure, get the poo off the clothes. Um, Kyle weighs in and says a GPS that uh, somebody busted his balls a little bit that he uh, he couldn't read maps. And he says, I can read them, I just don't want to. And uh, there is that. There is something to be said for that. Corey and I, every time we're going to travel, still pull out the, the big Rand McNally Atlas and go over our route on the Atlas. Uh, highlight the route more for record keeping of where we've been. But... If shit goes sideways, phone dies, internet goes out, whatever, um, I can pull out that atlas and at least get us to the location or the general vicinity. The atlas we have isn't very detailed. It isn't very detailed, but it'll get us close enough. And Canadian Farm says, says they love having a GPS. Yeah, um, 
as a service tech, I used to contemplate and uh, my trainer that trained me in down in Chicago when I went through uh, ASC certification had been in the industry long enough that it was prior to GPS and uh, cell phones. And he was telling us stories about uh, how you would run service calls in the, the um, gas pump industry before that stuff. Like you would have your paper maps, they would print out paper maps for you and uh, you use pay phones. And usually the gas stations you're working at had pay phones. Uh, eventually they got pagers and pay phones and then cell phones. And it went, that was kind of the um, progression of how they got dispatched and things like that. He said it was a way, it was like the wild, wild west and you got a lot less work done. And I can see that for sure. See it for sure. Corey uh, is going to round us out here with her answer. She struggled. She sat here. I uh, and we didn't really talk about it till this morning, so that wasn't really uh, didn't give her a whole day like everybody else. But uh, she came in with a good one. Uh, lighters, like Bic lighters, lighters, grill lighters, things like that. Instead of um, instead of matches or flint or rubbing sticks together or all of that stuff. She thinks a very un, uh, unnecessary product that she considers necessary are lighters. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Anyway, let's check over the comments and see what we got. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says he's got a big Atlas in, my, in his wife's car, <laughs> which we use for long trips. But I've lived in the state most of my life and find I usually need the GPS for the last 10% of the trip. That size, a state that size, you would think that um, I figured that was uh, be pretty easy to know everything. Canadian Farm says he's old enough to have printed MapQuest maps. Dude, I'm old enough to remember sitting in the dry in the passenger seat of the parents' car with a with a triptychs and shit like that from Triple uh, A. Or um, or fold out maps and shit like that. If you didn't know where you're going, I uh, I mean, we didn't have a personal computer or internet uh, when I was a kid, so there is that. Backwoods Butcher says I thought about lighters, but I figured that was too on point for me. Coming in after the fact. Well, I was thinking about that too. Well, you know, I was thinking about restaurants and uh, and refrigeration, but I just said coffee and cell phones. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's been another episode edition of the Perfect Cup. Uh, please check out uh, check out the, the Perfect Cup only feed over on Spotify. If you're listening to the only feed and you're on Spotify, hit that follow. That helps us out over there. When I broke this out, we started from scratch over there, pulling out the episode every day and having this question feed out there by itself, along with the interview feed. If you see either of those floating around, lots to talk about or the perfect cup, hit that follow on Spotify and help a guy out. Otherwise, look out for that question for tomorrow. Post it out a little later this morning and follow up tomorrow with the answers it's a good one i think i think the question for friday going into friday and a, a good weekend is going to be a good one so be sure to keep an eye out for that like i said you can find it on the telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed or on noster facebook twitter linkedin instagram or mewe 
Find them today. Find them today. This has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. And back to the main show. Oh, God. Let's see. Backwoods Butcher says, I'm just old. Pip says, hot water heaters. Huh. Why would you uh, heat up your cold water, Pip? How about water heater? Hmm. <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, Ma and Pa put a satellite on the outhouse and finally got that in, into net, into at net. <laughs> Dude, we didn't have an outhouse when I was a kid. We had indoor plumbing. It was the 80s, you know. Cocaine, LSD, and no internet. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get rolling with uh, lots, of, lots of history here. Uh, Pip put together, he said it's a good one, so I don't know, I'm just going to have to trust him. Let's find out what he did. This day, today is July 13th, 2023, so this day in history, July 13th. <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says it's a better time, the 80s. <laughs> July 13th. Here we go from Pip. Hey, humans. Welcome to Lots of History. There's a dash of Friday in the air, and we need to pull out an old album. And here's the playlist for today's audio entertainment. <laughs> Pip takes a big salad bowl hit, <laughs> sits in front of the computer, and pulls up <laughs> like wiki. Coughs. Flashback vibes. Falls. <laughs> flashbacks. Cough, cough. A flashback to five years prior to shopping for your last CD and record and CD stores are around. Oh, no. Uh, he's going back to uh, picking up picking up CDs. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm reading. I'm reading this conversation. Oh, no. Let's get to the history. Anyway, lots of history. <laughs> Sorry, Pip, I had to skip it. <laughs> this day, July 13th, 1863, New York City draft draft riots. In New York City, opponents to conscription begin three days of rioting, which will be later regarded as the worst in the United States history, sometimes referred to as the Manhattan Draft Riots and known at the time as Draft Week were violent disturbances in lower Manhattan widely regarded as the culmination of white working class discontent with new laws passed by Congress that that year to draft that year to draft men to fight in the ongoing American Civil War. The riots remain the largest civil and most raci racially charged urban disturbance in American history. President Abraham Lincoln diverted several regiments of militia and volunteer troops after the Battle of Gettysburg to control the city. The rioters were overwhelmingly Irish working class men who did not want to fight in the Civil War and resented that wealthier men could afford to pay a $300 commutation, commutation fee to hire a substitute were spared from the draft. At the time, a typical laborer's wage was between $1 and $2 a day and the fee was equivalent to $7,100 in 2022. Pip did not check that number. Pip's notes, ha, 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 what the fuck, sent several militia and volunteer troops. Hey, yeah, we know we, you, we know we said you could go south and shoot some Johnny Rebels, but we need you to go to New York and force civilians to get, or force them to join in fighting a war that they shouldn't have to. 
Initially intended to express anger at the draft, the protest turned into a race riot with white rioters attacking black people in violence throughout the city. The official death toll was listed at either 119 or 120 individuals. Pip side notes, really humans? Really? Why didn't you go after the recruiting office and the draft house, not the damn neighborhoods? Why do people riot when they get upset? Why do they burn down their neighborhoods? I have never figured it out. I've never, never figured it out. <laughs> Pip says the intro made sense in his, in his head at the time, and that might have been have something to do with the huge bowl of salad he was eating when he wrote it. <laughs> anyway, this day, July 13th, 1919, the British airship R-34 lands in Norfolk, England, completing the first airship return journey across the Atlantic in 182 hours of flight. The only other airship in the class, R-34, became the first aircraft to make an east-to-west transatlantic flight in July 1919, and with the return flight, made the first two-way crossing. It was decommissioned later after being damaged during the st during a storm. The crew nicknamed her Tiny. The R-33 was demilitarized in 1920 and given over to civilian work with the civilian registration G-FAAG, GFAG. This work consisted of trials of new mast mooring techniques using the mast erected at Pullman. Pips notes, she was called a Pullman pig by the locals as the blimps based there had been and is immortalized in the village sign for Pullman St. Mary. Pips side notes, I went ahead and made popcorn and assumed the comments for that would be worth a scroll. GFAG erect tiny. Josh isn't around this morning, so Kyle, get to work. This day, July 13th, 1930, the inaugural FIFA World Cup begins in Uruguay. The tournament has been held every four years since the inaugural tournament in the 1930s, with the exception of 1942 and 1946 due to the Second World War. The reigning champions are Argentina, who won their third title in 2022 tournament. Pips notes, hey, look, sports ball. Pip looks at packed stadium, <laughs> just like packed salad bowl. I'm not counting. We'll go with mega huge crowd. The term packed comes to mind. <laughs> Pip side notes. I'm not much of a sit and watch TV or movie dude anymore, but I bawled my damn eyes out on the last three episodes of season three. Wait. Pip, I think you might have copied and pasted the wrong notes in. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Pip, Pip. A little less salad. <laughs> July 13th, 1956. The Dartmouth Workshop is the first conference on artificial intelligence. In 1955, John McCarthy, young assistant professor of mathematics at Dartmouth College, decided to organize a group to clarify the development ideas about thinking machines. Yes, guys, 1955. 1955. He picked the name artificial intelligence for the new field. He chose the name partially for the neutrality, avoiding a focus on narrow automate theory and avoiding cybernetics, which was heavily focused on analog feedback, as well as him potentially having to accept the assertive no Bert Wiener as guru or having to argue with him. Oh, that's another gentleman. McCarthy, McCarthy approached the Rockefeller Foundation to request funding for a summer seminar at Dartmouth for about 10 participants. In June, he and Claude Shannon, a found, 
a founder of information theory, then at Bell Labs, met with Robert Morrison, director of biological and medical research to discuss the idea and possibly funding. So Morrison wasn't aware whether money would make would be made available for such a visionary project. Pip note, Pip's notes, perhaps building a robot with AI named McCarthy. At least we have a little nostalgia why the computer takes over the world and outer space. Sometimes in the future, shit, it's McCarthy model 3033. We got to run. An AI robot looks over and eyes flash green. Run, run, run. It sees us. <laughs> Pip's notes, yeah. That was a good 12-minute scene of a movie in that thought wormhole. Oh, God. He's making up movies in his mind while he's doing history. Oh, this day, July 13th, 1973, Watergate scandal. <coughs> Alexander Butterfield reveals the existence of a secret Oval Office taping system to investigate investigators for the Senate Watergate Committee. Pips knows they would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for Forrest Gump, who had spoiled their plans. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> this day, July 13th, 2008, Battle of Wanat begins when Taliban and Al-Qaeda guerrillas attack U.S. Army and Afghan National, for um, National Army troops in Afghanistan. The distant position was primarily defended by the United States Army soldiers with 2nd Platoon, Chosen Company, 2nd Battalion, 503rd Infantry Regiment, 173rd Airborne Brigade Combat Team. Pips notes, while screaming through the battle and background, this sounds like a nasty fight. Here's a little cut and paste. However, the Bobcat broke down for one day and could not lift high enough to place barriers to, barriers to a 7-foot height, but were placed to just a 4-foot level which would make it vulnerable to direct fire from guns or rockets, which the attackers would exploit. Sigh, only the dead have seen the end of war just comes to mind. Yes, Pip. Yes, that's a great quote. Uh, happy birthdays today. Let's see who was born on July 13th, 1863. Margaret Murray, British archaeologist, anthropologist, historian, and folklorist, and Indo-Anglo-Indian Egyptologist and first woman to be appointed as lecturer in archaeology in the United Kingdom. Murray, Murray also became closely involved in the first wave feminist movement, joining the Women's Social and Political Union and devoting much time to improving women's status at UCL. Unable to return to Egypt due to the First World War, she was focused her research on the witch cult hypothesis, the theory that the witch trials of early modern Christendom, Christendom were an attempt to extinguish a surviving pre-Christian pagan religion devoted to a horned god. Although later academically discredited, the theory gained widespread attention and proved a significant influence on the emerging new religious movement of Wicca. Whew. July 13th, 1886, Father Edward J. Flanagan, founder of Boys Town, Originally known as the City of Little Men, using a loan of $90, he first rented a home at 25th and Dodge Streets in Omaha to care for five boys. From these beginnings, the City of Little Men developed new juvenile care methods in the 20th century of America, emphasizing social preparedness as a model for public boys' homes worldwide. 
In 2007, Boys Town provided direct youth care services to 13,033 boys and girls nationwide. In 2011, that number had skyrocketed to 28,065. Pips notes, on the 25th of February 2012, the Catholic Archdiocese of Omaha opened the and open the canonized canonization process for Flanagan at a 17th March 17, 2012 prayer service at Boys Town Immaculate Conception Church. He was given the title Servant of God. This is the first of four titles bestowed in the process of canonization as a Catholic saint. If that is approved, the local investigation was completed in af if that is approved. The local investigation was completed in June 2015, including documentation of miracles and the results forwarded to the Vatican. Flanagan's going to be a saint. July 13th, 1911, Bob Steele, American radio personality. He was a radio host at WTIC Radio in Hartford, Connecticut for more than 66 years and hosted the morning radio scene in southern New England for most of that time. Pips notes, I heard a dude say something about a decade ago and changed a decade and change ago, man, terrestrial radio is dead circa 2008. Meanwhile, I have Spotify with no ads playing or a few wackadoos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, radio, mm, radio. July 13th, 1940, Patrick Stewart, English actor, director, and producer, Pips knows Star Trek and Star Wars. Star Trek is one where all there are, Star Trek is the one where all where they're all communists and do it for the good of the federation which has a few movies showing its corruption <coughs> attempts and attempted genocide to continue in the way of the galaxy star wars is when a controlling group uses force to control as many as possible export extort slaves and pretend the old ways are still relevant throughout the galaxy pip turns on cable tv news and listens for six minutes fuck me we're in both aren't we Pip looks dead at the camera, breaking the fourth wall. We are in both, aren't we? <laughs> Pip side notes. Anyone recall the movie Masterminds? No, I do not. We're skipping your quotes. Moving on, Pip. July 13th, 1962, Tom Kenny, American voice actor and screenwriter, an American actor and comedian. He is known for voicing the titular character in... SpongeBob SquarePants and Associated Media. Kenny was voice voiced. Kenny has voiced many other characters, including Heifer Wolf in Rocco's Modern Life, the Ice King in Adventure Time, the narrator and mayor in Powderpuff Girls, Carl in Johnny Bravo, Dog in Cat Dog, Hank in Hank and Jeremy in Talking Tom and Friends, and Spyro from Spyro video game series. Pips notes, yo, Rocco, Rocco's Modern Life and Eek the Cat. It never hurts to help. Pips side notes, yes, yes, it does hurt to help. Be sure it's worth it. It is possible to interrupt someone else's karma meditation for thought. This day, July 13th, 1969, Ken Young, American actor, comedian, and physician, Kendrick Kang Yan Yong is a licensed physician in California, but has since stopped practicing in favor of his acting career. He appeared in the films Knocked Up, Role Models, Fury Vengeance, The Duff, Ride Along 2, Crazy Rich Asians, and Tom and Jerry. Pips notes, if you don't know who dude is yet, but did you die? Yeah, that dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Let's see who kicked off today, July 13th, 1793, journalist and French revolutionary Jean-Paul Marat 
is assassinated in his bathtub by Charlotte Corday, a member of opposing political faction, a French political theorist, physicist, physician, scientist, journalist, and politic, polit, politician during the French Revolution. He was vigorous defender of sans culottes, a radical voice, and published his views in pamphlets, par cards, and newspapers. Pip's notes, hmm. Is this guy a good dude or not a good dude? I mean, he got smoke checked in the bathtub while taking a medicinal bath for a debilitating skin condition. The September massacre was a series of killings of prisoners in Paris that occurred in 1792 from Sunday, the September 2nd until Thursday, September 6th during the French Revolution between 1100 and 1600 people. Pips notes, so he's not a good dude. Let's dip in this wormhole. Oh, no. And we talk about the massacre. Whew. Gonna have to go to the notes over on the blog post to check that out. We are running short on time, guys. I'm going to kind of smooth through here. Um, let's get down to these histories outside of all the Christians feasting. The feasting of the Christians is always going on, Pip. I think I think that's just a constant thing. Uh, so they don't starve and die. They just eat. They feast all the time. So let me get um, that out of the way a little bit. Sorry, guys. Getting bright over there. Um, outside of the Christian feastings on stuff, it's the last day of Nadam in Mongolia. The uh, Pips knows those Mongolians got to be exhausted by now with all those games. Maybe Ben Gay uh, socks went up a little bit. Stocks went up a little bit. Sorry. Hey, could you do something about that window back there? I appreciate it. Um, this is <laughs> that's the only holiday. Oh man, this is this has been Pip with Duction Cups with a song. Go on, pay the money and the duck. Woo woo woo. Hmm, nope, that doesn't work. Anyway, stack sats, get shit done. Pip's mental prediction today: you're gonna see a duck. Either a rubber one, a real one. Heck, you might butcher a duck today. The world is full of options. Hey, thanks, Pip. Thank you for lots of history today on July 13th. Let's get back to those comments. Let's get back to those comments. I butchered that one, Pip. I'm sorry. That was uh, that was that was uh, a little on both of us, I think. <laughs> let's uh, let's get back in those comments. Um, Backwoods Butcher says he can't waste to toss a salad with Pip at SRF. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Butcher's going to be tossing salad in the in the campground at SRF, guys, just in case uh, anyone's interested. <laughs> Pip says uh, it all made more sense in his head. Um, Backwoods Butcher says it's ironic because the Irish in the South were the real excited to fight didn't want the slaves to have their freedom because they were the paid laborers at the time and didn't want to lose the money. That was talking about the civil war and the protests in New York city. So um, maybe the, maybe I don't think that's necessarily ironic backwards. I think that they were um, rioting because they held the same views as their, their kinmen in the South. The Northern Irishmen were saying, Hey, my boys in the South or even the North, if their slavery was still around, are the paid laborers. We might only get a little bit, but at least we get something unlike the slaves. Maybe they were saying we're not going to go down and um, and screw our brothers over. I don't know. 
right or wrong. I'm not saying right or wrong, whether it's uh, what should have been done. It's, I think that mentality though, of, um, of brotherhood over country. Oh, uh, let's see. You got any other, Hey, Captain Flipstick over on Twitch. How we doing? Sorry. I didn't see that comment while I was doing the history segment back with butcher says, hello, Corey. She says, hello back. Um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what what is the last thing you wrote what does this say mongorian are breaking our war <laughs> jeez oh what do we got to talk about today guys let's see uh what is on my list oh fast handicap signs. <laughs> Corey, Corey noticed, um, you guys ever noticed, uh, handicap signs that look a little different? You know, the handicap signs I'm talking about the guy, the outline that they put on like a handicap, um, parking spot with the wheelchair, the outline stick figure guy in the wheelchair. Well, we were, you, you get a pretty good idea what that looks like. And so Corey and I were driving, the other day, I think it was a couple days ago, three days ago, and we were looking at license plates, you know, we were driving through like Missouri or Iowa or Nebraska or someplace that we had looked at all the corn we needed to. And so we were watching license plates, playing license plate games, just bullshit here and there. And so we were watching pretty intently as the vehicles went by. And Corey's like, did you see that? And I happened to be looking at when she said, she's like, that handicap, that handicap logo, there was something about it. And I'm like, yeah, I did notice a little difference. She says, uh, was he going super fast? And I'll tell you, he had the elbows cocked up. They had put in like extra elbows and we weren't sure if maybe this dude had done it on his own. Like he had edited his little, uh, oh, it is the license plate in Tennessee. Oh, Corey, you looked it up. Corey looked up the license plate. The handicap license plate in Tennessee actually has. All right. Let's see if I can get this on the screen. I don't know if it'll be able to read from. So tell me if this handicap dude, like he looks like he's racing extremely fast. Oh no. Can you guys see that? Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Can you see? The way he's got his arms cocked up there and leaning forward. I think that some bitch is racing somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Are they mostly like that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. This dude is just sitting, sitting with his hands politely in his lap. See? Oh, man. This is really hard with the um, light. But there you go. There you go. That is a normal handicapped person. <laughs> That right there, <coughs> this some bitch is going to get speeding. Oh no! Oh no! That that high. Oh god! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! So out of the blue, we see this dude. He's like racing, and the guy was driving like a hundred miles an hour too. So it all made sense. Um, Pip and I said that's manual versus electric wheelchairs. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, 
I, as Brian on the Lots Project podcast, the host of this show, do not does not condone this comment. Kyle from the Backwoods Butcher in Effing here uh, from the Body Shop in Effingham, New Hampshire, write all letters to him. Says those guys are high speed vegetables. Not good, Kyle. If they're a vegetable, they can't move their arms. So you're wrong. You're wrong. You're stretching it there. Anyway, for those of you that aren't watching the video, you're only catching the audio. The guy had his uh, had his elbows up like he was getting ready to uh, give her all the big spin on the wheels and all leaned forward. And it just caught us by surprise because you see that logo so often and all of a sudden it's changed and you're like, wait, what? And uh, yeah, the connotation of um, those, uh, the new logo. And I'm wondering if that's going to be a new logo across, like is Tennessee on the pioneering end of the handicap logo? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that was just a little bit of a sign we saw. What else is on the list here? Um, mm, I'm getting a little sick of something. <sighs> There's something, a pattern I've been seeing lately. Lately, as in the last nine months as we've traveled. Corey thinks it's hilarious. Now, anything the audience hears that Corey thinks is hilarious and is irritating me, I'm guessing you're very excited to hear what this is. And I can't imagine saying this would cause any sort of harassment or um, or any any further picking at it. But uh, yeah, there's been at least so we count four times now because we went back and you you remembered another one that I didn't. Um, I am so sick of people asking me if I'm from Minnesota. I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from New York. I'm from Western New York. Lived there for 24 years. Moved to Minnesota for another 20-some. My beautiful bride has lived in Minnesota almost double. Almost. So 30, what are you, 37, 38-ish years? Almost 38 years. Closer to 38 than 37. But, um, yeah, I uh, I've only been there for 20 years. So we've been traveling around. And the shitty part is, three out of the four times, we've been together. We've been standing together. We've both been talking. And I have been asked, are you from Minnesota? First time happened, I think the first time happened was um, was down in Texas. And that guy. So the fourth one, the fourth one is kind of, a, I don't know if it was really my voice my accent or the license plates on the truck because they saw me outside and then asked when I came inside. So I was like, eh, maybe they saw the license plates. So I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't take that one to heart too much. Have been at a restaurant talking to a, talking to a server. Hey, where are you from? Like Minnesota? What? No, I'm not. Hey, Skish. Um, Hold on, guys, till everything stops shaking. <laughs> anyway, so we were in a restaurant, and uh, somebody asked. The other day, uh, we were at Hip Camp. This was a great one. This was fun. Um, hey, Corey, the cats are out. Uh, the, the Hip Camp host, I had to call her to ask her a question. And so I called, and um, I said, hey, 
this is Brian. I'm staying down in your driveway, uh, down by the camp there. And she's like, wait, hold on. What? And I'm like, you know, hip camp down. I checked in earlier. I talked to your husband. She says, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I got confused. I have a cousin named Brian and you sound exactly like him. And I was like, oh, oh no problem. We talked about what we were going to talk about. I asked her a couple questions and, um, she's like, are you from Minnesota or Iowa? And I'm like, yeah, Corey's laughing. Cause at this point I had already expressed my discontent from being asked this all the time. She says, are you from Minnesota or Iowa? Because my cousin named Brian, it sounds just like, yeah, yeah. That's where he's from. And you sound just like him. Jesus. What was the other one they asked? It's been four times, and I, I try to put them out of my head, but it just keeps coming back. I am not a Minnesotan. Nope. Nope. I stopped there for a little while. Stop. <laughs> stopped there. Hung out for 20 years. Uh, Black Backwoods Butcher says he gets Canadian pretty often. Well, aren't, aren't you like 17 miles from the Canadian border? And Blakesley Acres, I hate when people ask if I'm from New York City. You're far enough west, though. Do you really get New York City? Or when when you say New York, when you're from New York, that was a very irritating thing. Where are you from? I'm from New York. Oh, Manhattan? Mm-mm. Bath. <laughs> 8,000 8, people, ma'am. Uh, not New York City. There's a whole state out there and not just New York City. But anyway, I'm getting uh, I'm getting a little uh, fed up with uh, the the fact that I accumulated an accent thick enough that my wife that lived there for her whole life doesn't get questions about where her origin is. And I do <sighs> time to stay south for quite a while. Get that new southern accent. Maybe some people will be asking me if I'm from Texas or something. I did. I spent four months in Texas. I was trying to get a little bit of a Southern accent because I find that much preferable to the the Canadian uh, Canadian border talk. Mm-hmm. Backwards Butcher says I'm pretty sh- pretty close to Canada under under three hours. That's not that close. That's not that close. I think that whole state. How, how long does it take you to drive tip to tip in uh, New Hampshire? Not if you talk to the electoral college is mm, electoral. Why are you talking electoral college in this chat, man? <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is there an election coming up soon, guys? Oh, anyway, today we are taking off. Uh, Corey and I are going to go out and uh, hopefully get our driver's license, become South Dakota residents. We have been in the state long enough to uh, qualify for residency using a uh, absentee affidavit, um, just stating that uh, we're, we're probably going to come back here when we're done traveling. So we're going to go head out. Um, not really sure which. Um, not really sure which. <laughs> Not sure which uh, driver's license office we have to go to. It didn't seem like they listed them out by services. So hopefully they can do this at any one. So there's one pretty fairly close here. It looks like it's a fairly rural town. So hopefully not busy in and out type of deal. Uh, 
fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, you guys put the good juju out for us, and that goes smooth, so we can get back here and um, and hang out with Uncle B at Uncle B's campground. Uh, really digging it. Uh, Corey is um, ecstatic because as we sit right here, she looks out and uh, Uncle B's got a little farm going on, and uh, he he it seems as um, his theory is uh, um, I don't want to call it a rescue but a great place for animals to come and live and be spoiled by campers and things of that nature. So he's got, uh, let's see, he's got a couple of turkeys. He's got two turkeys, four peacocks, a boatload of chickens, a bunch of guineas. Uh, he's got some Australian shepherd border collie mix puppies. Uh, he's got a, a adult male, adult female, and then uh, two left from a litter that he was getting rid of. Uh, about a dozen cats. Yeah, about it. About it. He's got some goats coming next week. He's got two goats that uh, mom uh, didn't make it when the goats were little, and the kids uh, bottle fed them out at the the goat farm. And being a goat farm, they knew what was going to happen to those little goats, and they were ecstatic that Uncle B decided to take them on out at his uh, out at his farm, and. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's a cool little setup. He's uh he's got a good thing going here. He was uh hip camp of the year, I believe, last year. Um and I don't know if I read it correctly, but I believe possibly runner up the year before. He's doing great. Regardless, regardless. The best hip camp in the state is uh nothing to sneeze at even if it's one year for sure. Um and he's expanding. He's expanding in front of our eyes. Booked up solid and uh, putting in extra sites as they go so we can list them up. Uh, great, great idea with a uh, ready, set, campsite where he had his own gear that he has set up. Uh, when the person arrives, they roll in. All they need is a, a sleeping bag and a, and a pillow or food or nothing, really. Uh, they just pop in the tent and uh, spend the night. His, his location is ideal for travelers coming across the south. Uh, that would be southeast section of South Dakota. Uh, if you're traveling out to, say, the Badlands or Mount Rushmore or all the state parks out west, and you need a stop down by Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls. So there's Sioux City, Sioux Falls. I guess Sioux City isn't too far either. But um, right off of, uh, yeah, right out by Sioux Falls. It's not, uh, it's not far at all and well worth the detour. If it's any sort of detour for you, uh, definitely check it out uh, if you're driving through. Uh, seems to be the most of his um, most of his campers since we've been here, but we've been here during the week are kind of travelers stopping for a night and moving on. Uh, but he does get some weekends. We got a bachelor party coming in this weekend. I think it, he said it's probably a combined bachelor bachelorette party of about 20, 25 people. So that should be good. But he said he's all full up. He's all full up, even with his bonus spots that he's putting in. So, um, yeah, could be fun. Could be fun. He says it doesn't get too rowdy. He plays movies on the back of his house. He is very interactive with his guests. And it's just a great site. I think Corey, Corey, we're enjoying it. Um, it's a nice mix between campground and um, campground and isolated hip camp. I think if you could have a happy medium between, say, a KOA or a, a Jellystone, something like that, which 
I refuse to stay in unless absolutely necessary. I would rather uh, sleep in a rest area than than places uh, like that, just because of the fact that you are so close to each other. Um, Uncle B has some uh, RV sites with full hookups here. I think uh, by the end of the week, he's going to have six, uh, but they're 50 foot wide. They're 50 foot wide. He's got trees growing up between them. Uh, give it a few years and they're going to be 50 foot wide back in sites or pull through sites that are just isolated. Mingle if you want. Uh, we walked around the campsites and the majority of the campsites are cut back into this pine trees, which is really cool. There's like a little entrance. You have um, you have the picnic table out front with firing and then you can go pitch your tent inside the woods. It was really cool setup. Uh, and then several others. He's got pond. Um, it's just cool. It's just cool. He's he's doing it right for sure. Um, no, no. Oh, and then he's got a huge garden. He's got a huge garden he grows and provides uh, produce to um, campers. He provides a, a s'more. It's something that he started out. He provides a bag of s'mores to each uh, each group so showing up. Uh, one s'more for each. And uh, when they show up and he got to a point where he was going to discontinue that the first person that he rented to after he was done doing the s'mores uh, was like, hey, I was, we've been driving all day and all the kids could talk about about the s'mores they're going to get. He had to send his he had to send his girl to the store to get some uh, get some s'mores stuff and uh, just continues to do that. Uh, he's got farm fresh eggs available and uh, yeah shower room he's got a nice little shower room that he built uh two beautiful bathrooms with full showers uh and a little game room outside kitchen uh yeah yeah barn loft he uh he's got a loft that he rents on hip camp also that's enclosed uh air conditioned and heated uh loft up in the barn that uh, haven't been up there yet he just put some new floor in so hopefully get to peek up there and get some pictures and I'm hoping to do a, a nice walk around, get a lot of video and uh, some comments from Brian and uh, put a nice review video together for him and show you guys where we were staying. Because this is this is definitely <coughs> I can definitely see why he has so many good reviews and why um, why his camp is up there on the list for sure. For sure. Kyle says he volunteered at the Jellystone and had to wear a yogi suit. <laughs> K-Bonk says, sounds great. Video tour for sure. Yeah. Uh, K-Bonk, this, uh, this is the site. This was the site that somebody, I believe, reviewed that it is the most unbelievably flat um, RV site. Uh, the guy was in a 20-foot Sprinter uh, conversion and said it was the most unbelievably flat site. And no shit, huh? Yeah. And Corey's parents that uh, are parked next to us said that with their trailer, too. It's like you can't get unlevel. <laughs> So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, K-Bong says, great video, video tour for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to get definitely get a walk around. Um, hopefully, if things go smooth, if things go smooth with driver's license this morning, uh, knock out some video all day this afternoon and tomorrow. So i uh, got plenty of time if I'm running around doing uh, driver's license, silly stuff and government shit. Um, yeah, we'll see what we get see what we get so anyway guys it's time to wrap this up it's almost up on an hour let's see item of the day today lippert solid steps if you have an rv and you're looking for some new steps they're they're pretty standard on a lot of the new versions of rvs but if you got an older one or you're doing a conversion or your steps broke 
Uh, I definitely suggest looking into the Lippert solid steps. We love them. What a change and upgrade from the old RV fold-out steps. Uh, these make contact with the ground. They almost have a stabilization effect, and the steps are just wider, better, easier. Um, yeah, they're great. They make them in different sizes. I got videos up on the YouTube channel on how to measure for the right size and how to install them. So check it out. If you don't need Lipper RV steps, but you're looking to buy some stuff on Amazon today, hit that link. It'll take you to the Lipper site. Search for what you need. It gets you in our tracking and we get a little kickback for anything you buy. We appreciate it. I appreciate all the sales over the prime days. Anybody that considered choosing our link to get into the Amazon portal, I uh, definitely appreciate it. We did some decent sales. So thank you very much. All of it counts. It all counts. Check out tonight. I got a pre-record with Sean Mills of Hack My Homestead. He will. Uh, he's going to be talking about his uh, DC solar project and going out on his own. I actually got the pleasure of interviewing Sean on the morning, first thing in the morning on his first day of freedom where he didn't have a J-O-B. So that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Check out Sean Mills' interview tonight, and uh, I will spread it around after the fact. Check out... <laughs> excuse me keep an eye out for uh keep an eye out for that perfect cup question a little later today and uh yeah we'll uh we'll do it again tomorrow if you enjoyed the show please consider sharing it with others you can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster telegram youtube tiktok facebook rumble and instagram be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like podverse or fountain.fm make it a great day guys and we will catch up with you on Friday.